You know what burns me up? It's not just the lies, the scandals, the corruption. It's the audacity of it all. They parade around like they're above the law, like they can get away with anything. Well, not anymore. Donald Trump selling sneakers, accused of looting his own super PAC, losing a civil fraud trial, fined half a billion dollars, and they say it's impossible for him to pay it back? Give me a break. And what about his cronies like Rick Scott endorsing him for re-election despite criminal charges looming over his head? But it's not just Trump, it's the whole damn party. The Republicans, the NRA, they're all in bed together, lining their pockets while the rest of us struggle to make ends meet. And they have the nerve to call themselves the party of law and order? Well, I've had enough. We've all had enough. It's time to take a stand, to fight back against the corruption and greed that's poisoning our democracy. We can't just sit back and watch it all unfold. We have to do something about it. So to all the disillusioned Democrats and independents out there, listen up. It's not enough to shake your head and say, what a shame. We have to get out there and vote like our democracy depends on it. Because it does. Our future, our children's future, depends on us taking a stand and saying enough is enough. So let's show them what real power looks like. Let's reclaim our country from the grip of corruption and greed. Let's make our voices heard and demand the justice and accountability we deserve. It's time to rise up, my friends. It's time to take back our democracy. Ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts and prepare for a journey into the heart of political theater, a realm where allegiances shift like sand in a desert storm, and convictions stand as firm and as divided as the Grand Canyon itself. We're about to embark on a roller coaster ride through the Grand Old Party's most tumultuous times, where the battle for the soul of the party is as fierce as it is fraught with passion and intrigue. From the dizzying heights of unity calls to the depths of electoral strategy disputes, we'll witness firsthand the GOP's identity crisis, where tradition clashes with transformation and where the very essence of leadership is hotly debated. In one corner, the time-honored guardians of free markets and foreign intervention. In the other, the bold newcomers inspired by Trump's unapologetic populist playbook. So grab your popcorn and a scorecard because you'll need to keep track of the players in this game of political chess. Expect surprise moves, unexpected alliances, and strategies that could either lead to a checkmate or a stalemate within the party ranks. As we turn the pages of this unfolding saga, from the censure movements in North Carolina to the rebellion in the ranks of Nevada's Clark County, remember this. Politics is not just about the leaders who stand in the spotlight, but also about the voices that echo in the hallways of power and the silent majority that watches with bated breath. Will the GOP harmonize like a symphony orchestra or continue to sound like a band with too many soloists? Only time will tell, but one thing is certain. This is not just politics as usual. This is a story of a party at a crossroads, a story that will define not just the next chapter in American politics, but the very narrative of democracy itself. Without further ado, let's dive into the grand old party's quest for identity, unity, and victory. Welcome to the stage where every act is critical, every voice counts, and the finale is still unwritten. Welcome to the GOP Chronicles, a tale of unity and division. Oh, fantastic. 
It's like waking up to find your house has been teleported to another planet and the new alien overlords are demanding you pledge allegiance to their supreme leader, Trump and his mega mothership. There you were, thinking you were part of a party with good old-fashioned values, only to discover it's been hijacked by a movement with the subtlety of a sledgehammer in a china shop. Now, some Republicans are feeling like political orphans, wandering the wilderness, contemplating whether to build a new home with the Democrats or to start their own intergalactic resistance. Ah, the joys of modern politics, where finding your place feels more like auditioning for a reality TV show titled Survivor, the Political Edition. Oh, it's like watching a reality TV show where the main character can't decide if they're the hero or the villain, and half the audience is screaming at the screen, why is this guy still on the air? Critics in his own party are like judges on a talent show, hitting the buzzer and questioning whether he's got the chops for another season, all thanks to his creative interpretation of the 2020 election and a guest starring role in the not so critically acclaimed Capitol Riot special. Now, we've got a sizable fan club of Republicans and independents giving him the thumbs down, wondering if it's time to change the channel on Trump. It's like political theater, but the drama's too real and the audience can't decide if they should laugh, cry, or just flip to another show. Oh, it's like watching the captain of your dodgeball team insist on using a bowling ball because he thinks it's more intimidating. Sure, it makes a statement, but good luck winning the game when the other team is just dodging out of sheer terror. Some Republicans are looking at Trump's potential nomination like it's a strategy pulled straight out of a playbook for how to spectacularly lose friends and alienate people. They're worried it's going to scare off the moderate and independent voters faster than you can say swing voter, turning every election into an uphill battle on a slope greased with controversy. It's like they're all gathered around the strategy board, pointing at the don't alienate the middle ground rule, while Trump's approach is off scribbling in the margins with a permanent marker. It's like the Republican Party decided to throw a family reunion but forgot they invited both the feuding relatives and the black sheep of the family, all under one roof. The main event? A no-holds-barred debate on Uncle Trump's legacy, sparking a food fight with opinions instead of mashed potatoes. This infighting and revolt is like watching a soap opera where every character suddenly decides to go off script, leading to plot twists that not even the writers saw coming. The party's unity is looking more like a jigsaw puzzle with half the pieces missing and their electoral success is up in the air like a balloon with a slow leak. Will they patch things up and float majestically into the sunset, or is it going to be a crash landing in the land of political obscurity? Stay tuned for the next episode of As the GOP Turns. Imagine the GOP as a band that's been touring for decades with a mix of classic hits and some, let's say, controversial new tracks. Now the band manager is calling for unity, saying... Let's all sing from the same songbook, folks. But there's a problem. Half the band thinks the lead singer's latest solo act, a.k.a. the Trump tour, is more off-key than a karaoke night after one too many drinks. This faction is like the indie members of the band who miss the days when the music was about the lyrics and melody, not just the volume. So, as the manager tries to get everyone to harmonize, these rebels are in the back, tuning their guitars and wondering if it's time to start their own band, or at least stage a comeback tour that brings back the old fans while appealing to new ones. The struggle over the party's direction and leadership is like a battle of the bands, 
but instead of battling other bands, they're kind of just arguing among themselves on stage. Will they find a way to unite and top the charts once more? Or will this internal resistance turn their next gig into an open mic night where everyone's singing a different tune? Only time will tell in this rock and roll saga of political proportions. Picture Clark County, Nevada as the setting for the latest blockbuster, Rebellion in the Ranks, the GOP Chronicles. In this high-stakes drama, local party meetings have all the tension of a family dinner where someone just brought up politics. At the heart of the conflict, a group of rebels challenging the old guard, who are steadfast in their support for Trump's unfounded election fraud claims. It's like watching a chess game where one side is playing with traditional knights and bishops, while the other side has brought in UFOs and conspiracy theory books as their pieces. These rebels are not just fighting for control of the board. They're sounding the alarm that continuing down this path could lead to the political equivalent of wandering into the desert with no water. They argue that hitching the party's wagon to these claims might just drive it off a cliff, particularly in battleground states where the margins are thinner than a Las Vegas poker chip. As this internal showdown unfolds, it's more than just a power struggle. It's a battle for the soul of the party. Will the GOP in places like Clark County manage to navigate through this minefield and come out stronger on the other side? Or will they find themselves gambling away their future prospects on a bet that doesn't pay off? The stakes couldn't be higher, and all eyes are on Nevada as a microcosm of the larger challenges facing the party nationwide. Oh, it's like the Republican Party decided to spice up their electoral strategy with a recipe straight out of a reality TV cooking show, where the secret ingredient is always controversy. Trump, playing the role of head chef, seems to have a particular fondness for adding his own blend of personal grievances and polarising policies into the mix. Critics are watching from the sidelines like concerned judges, warning that this flavour profile might not be palatable to a broader audience. They're afraid that instead of appealing to the taste buds of moderates, independents and minorities, this menu might just send them running to the nearest exit. It's as if the party is preparing for a grand feast, hoping to attract a diverse crowd, but the main dish is so spicy it could set off fire alarms. These critics are essentially waving their napkins, signalling a code red in the kitchen, suggesting it might be time to rethink the menu before the big dinner party. They're concerned that sticking to this recipe could turn what was supposed to be a gourmet gala into a fast food fiasco, leaving the party struggling to win over the gastronomic preferences of an electorate that's craving a more inclusive and less inflammatory dining experience. Imagine the Republican Party as a storied football team, the grand old party gladiators, if you will that suddenly found itself in the middle of a heated locker room debate at halftime. On one side, you've got the veterans, the players who remember the glory days of crisp conservative playbooks focusing on free markets, strong defense and strategic foreign interventions. Essentially, the team's foundational strategies that made them legends on the field. Then, enter the new recruits, inspired by the recent unconventional coaching style of Coach Trump, who threw the old playbook out the window and drew up some bold, if not controversial, plays. His approach brought a new energy to the team, focusing on a more direct, sometimes isolationist game plan that resonated with a different set of fans, changing the face and fan base of the team. Now the locker room is buzzing with debates over the team's identity. Should they return to the classic strategies that defined them for decades, or continue down the path that Coach Trump has carved, embracing a newer, more populist and protectionist game plan? 
It's a tug of war between tradition and transformation, with each side passionately arguing for what they believe will lead the team to victory in future seasons. The gladiators find themselves at a crossroads, trying to reconcile these differing visions for the team's future. Will they unify under a banner that respects their storied past while adapting to the changing dynamics of the game? Or will the debate further fragment the locker room, leaving them to question not just their strategy, but their very identity as a team? The next few seasons will be crucial in determining the direction the Grand Old Party gladiators will take, as they navigate the challenges of a league that's constantly evolving. All right, folks, here's a guy who's seen more sides of an argument than a cube in a hall of mirrors. You know, he's retired now, which means he's gone from issuing orders to probably just ordering early bird specials at the local diner. A guy who's been on the bench so long, I think he's got splinters, you know? The kind of fellow who looks at a courtroom and says, order in the court. And when it doesn't happen, he's all right with just ordering a pizza instead. The honorable, the esteemed, the definitely not in for the early bird special, Judge Judgerston. So let's listen in, because when he talks about sitting out the vote, he's got a point. As a retired judge who has seen the pendulum of justice swing in many directions, I find the current political spectacle within the GOP quite telling. The party is undergoing a seismic shift, wrestling with its identity in a post-Trump era. Some members cling to a nostalgic vision of conservative principles, while others embrace the bold populist approach Trump introduced. This division is not a mere squabble over policies. It's a profound debate about the future direction of the party. However, as citizens, our role in this democratic process is pivotal. Sitting on the sidelines, harboring the belief that Trump can't win and therefore abstaining from voting, is a dangerous game. It's akin to assuming one single voice doesn't contribute to the choir. Inaction is a vote for the status quo. And in this case, it could very well lead to the erosion of the democratic values we hold dear. The luxury of passive observation is one we cannot afford if we wish to preserve the integrity of our democracy. Every election is determined not just by those who vote, but also by those who decide not to. And in the delicate balance of our system, your abstention is as influential as your action. So I urge you, engage, participate, and vote. The cost of silence might just be democracy itself.